Hi, I'm Connie Wilkes. I'm Marlene Nelson. I'm Jerry Gropp. And I'm Sherry Spute. And our last names make up the acronym WINGS. We're just four ordinary moms with extraordinary bonds. The Lord gathers us all under His wings as a hen gathers her chicks, and we hope to offer a place to gather for our friends, family, and all who wish to join us. So welcome to our podcast conversation, Under His Wings. Throughout Christ's ministry, He took many opportunities to go find peace and solitude. I'm sure it must have been so difficult to have so many people needing Him all the time. And there was this episode in The Chosen that touched me so deeply. Christ was gone all day, and you never even saw him in the whole episode until the end. He was out healing people, and you only know that because all of his disciples were talking about it. But people were coming from all over, bringing their sick and afflicted, and he was healing them. Late that night, he came into the camp, sweat dripping, anguish on his face, and he, you could see that he was physically and emotionally spent. It was heart-wrenching for me to see and to realize that this is how his life was. This is how he must have felt every day. He gave all he had all the time. But we also learn from the scriptures that he took time to be alone. He took to time to find places of solitude, to think or to commune with his heavenly father. As Latter-day Saints, we understand the importance of taking time to seek out places of refuge, to escape the world for a time and to rejuvenate our spirits. A place of solitude and peace that members of our church love to go to is the temple of our God. There are currently 265 temples on the earth right now that span 73 countries and six continents. Mm, That's so amazing. And I think that that number soon will be 300. President Uh, Nelson, you know, he he himself has announced 118 (laughs) temples in just his four and a half years as prophet. That's so amazing. Well, what's amazing is in our lifetime, there, we saw the day when there was only like what sixteen temples I was on the say earth. Twenty, but yeah, you're yeah, like oh. maybe twenty temples on the earth. Oh, I remember <laughs> Craig and I had the goal of visiting every temple in the world. <laughs> 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 when we get older, we're going to travel and we're going to go to each temple. Well, now yeah. we pretty much have yeah. to live on the road all <laughs> yeah. the time to make seriously, that happen. Please, seriously, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, in the temple, we go to serve our brothers and sisters who did not have the opportunity to be baptized and make covenants with the Lord while they were on this earth. We go to the temple to perform those ordinances in the name of those who have passed away. They will have the opportunity to accept or reject our offering, but we offer it with love. And the blessing that comes to us is to be able to enter the doors of the temple leave the world outside, and find solace and peace to renew our spirits. Mm -hmm. You really do. You know, focusing on the temple was one of the things that President Nelson invited us to do in the last general conference. And the way he said it was profound. He said, focus on the temple in ways you never have before. Hmm. He continued that, yeah. He continued and said, let us never lose sight of what the Lord is doing for us. He is making his temples more accessible. He is accelerating the pace at which we are building temples. 
he is increasing our ability to help gather Israel. One of the things that really stood out to me was how he mentioned that the temple lies at the center of strengthening our faith and spiritual fortitude because the Savior and his doctrine are the, at the very heart of the temple. Everything taught in the temple through instruction and through the Spirit increases our understanding of Jesus Christ. The temple is his house. It is filled with his power. In President Nelson's preface to his message about temples, he gave us all a glimpse at the recent addition to the Book of Mormon video series by showing the Savior's visit to the Americas and to the Nephites there. Guess where these people were when he appeared? They were at the, the temple. temple. Yep, yep. <laughs> and President Nelson also went on to promise us, quote, that increased time in the temple will bless your life in ways nothing else can. Mm. Such beautiful promises. I recently went to the temple with a young man um, who was going for the first time to receive his endowment. My husband was his escort because his own father is um, struggling. Uh, he's dying of a terminal illness, and he's rarely able to leave the house. It's very difficult. However, on this special night, they adjusted his medication, had an older son there to help the father through the session, and the hospice nurse, and it was also in attendance in case of complications. And it was just one of the sweetest sessions and experiences that I've had. I, I watched that father struggle through pain every minute so that he could be there for his son and to witness him receive one of the most important gifts of knowledge that he could receive in this lifetime. And then to see the Barris family standing in the celestial room together, hugging and weeping, knowing that the next time they are all together in that room, the father is going to be joining them from the other side of the veil. There was so many tears shed on that beautiful evening as this man told his wife, I'm now ready to go home, of course, meaning his heavenly home. And so, you know, I asked myself, why was this father willing to go through so much physical pain? You know, they knew his pain was going to be so great that as soon as he passed through the veil into the celestial room, they had oxygen and even syringes of morphine ready for him. I think you probably remember that, Connie. Yep, I witnessed that. Mm -hmm. So, again, I ask why. Well, I would assume that one of the reasons is because he loves his son so much and wanted to be there to support him on one of the most important days of his life, but also because he has a deep testimony of the importance of the temple and the covenants that we make there. Exactly, Jerry. He's been a very faithful man with a strong testimony and it is because of those covenants and the power contained within them that that family can look forward to being reunited after the father passes you know because the within the walls of the temple we are endowed with the gift of knowledge and priesthood power the principal purpose of temples is to provide ordinances absolutely necessary for the children of god in this case, this young man, who I might add, I had the opportunity to teach in a temple prep class. This young man is now enabled to return to dwell with our Father and Mother in Heaven. Temple ordinances lead to the greatest blessings available through the atonement of Jesus Christ. 
everything in the church, the meetings and activities, the missionary efforts, the lessons taught, and even the hymns all lead to the work done in holy temples. How far is heaven? It's not very far. In temples of God, it's right where we are. How far is heaven? I testify that in the holy temples, it really is not far at all. For it is in these sacred places that heaven and earth meet. In the temple, the precious plan of God is taught and eternal covenants are made. The temple has the power to lift us, to exalt us, and it stands as a beacon for all to see. I love how in the darkest of nights, if you turn your eyes toward the temple, it's always lit up with such majesty and glory. You can't help but be drawn Mm, to it. That's so true. I love how you can just be driving down the freeway at night, and in some cities you turn the corner on that freeway and just up on the hill this beautiful building is just lit up in front of you it really is so magnificent san diego yes have you ever been to san diego at night and turn the corner on the freeway and there's like better than disneyland yeah (laughs) castle it's just beautiful oh Oh, pocatello temple too right as you're driving towards pocatello and you see that beacon yes up there on the hill hill. it's just so beautiful washington dc oh so many come to my mind and i feel like it just draws our thoughts heavenward those spires that are all pointing Towards heaven. Oh, they are. And this summer, we rented an Airbnb in South Jordan, Utah, for our family vacation. And this house was just a few blocks from the South Jordan Temple. And in the master bedroom, there was this long, high window. And it was kind of weird. In In the day when we got there, I just thought it was sort of an odd window. It had no blinds covering it. And I thought, oh, God, that would wake you up early in the morning. But then that night, when I turned out the lights to go to bed, I looked up and through that window... There was the lighted temple spire in full view. Mm. I mean, they they uh, constructed that house <laughs> around that window. Oh. I swear, and it was it was magnificent. I just stood there and stared at it, and it was just a small taste of heaven for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just feel like I had a small taste of heaven the other night with the Bears family and. For those of you that have been to the temple, you know what I mean when I say that at times you feel like you're walking into another world. You can leave all the hustle and bustle behind and the stress of the world just seems to melt away as you walk into one of the most beautiful, peaceful places on earth. Yep, I have felt that too, Sherry. And just a few years ago, President Nelson emphasized the importance of regular temple worship in his closing remarks of the October 2018 General Conference. There was a sense of urgency in his voice as he said, quote, Our need to be in the temple on a regular basis has never been greater. If you have reasonable access to a temple, I urge you to find a way to make an appointment regularly with the Lord, to be in His holy house. Then keep that appointment with exactness and with joy. <laughs> I can tell you, Marlene, that I was sitting in the passenger seat of the car coming home from Salt Lake when I heard him say those words, and the Holy Ghost carried them into my heart in such a powerful way that I knew that this was something that I needed to do. You know, rather than just go to the temple once or twice a month when I could, that I personally needed to set 
a goal to weekly attend the temple. Now, going regularly, you know, might look different for me than you or whoever else is listening. I know that um, when I had a lot of preschoolers at home, attending the temple meant once a month. That was the best I could do. (laughs) That was rough. Yeah, and that was even a challenge, right, to find the babysitters you could trade with. And, And it is. At times, it's going to require some sacrifices. I have to share. I was just reading in my journal, and I came across... And a journal entry from 2010 on February 12th. Marlene, is that date at all important to you? So I want to read just a little bit about that experience. I said that um, one thing that stuck out was the point that the um, officiator made when we attended that temple uh, session. He said that when we attend the temple, it should be a sacrifice. When we wonder... Why do so many distractions and hassles come up just when I'm trying to go to the temple? Why isn't it easier? Well, that helped me know that as I overcome these obstacles, my sacrifice becomes even more sweet of an offering. That's really cool because, you know, I have never thought about it like that, but it's true. Like Mm -hmm. you say out loud, I'm going to go to the temple. And and then there's a million things that try to distract you or, yeah, the opposition and the this comes up and that comes up and... And that's interesting to think about it, that it's supposed to be hard because it's got to be a sacrifice. I love that. I love that. And then um, I loved what he said next in that talk. He said, quote, I promise you that the Lord will bring the miracles he knows you need as you make sacrifices to serve and worship in his temples. Heavenly Father knows and loves each of us individually, and he knows exactly what we need. Those You know, these personal blessings will come as we devote our time and energy to serving Him. I was in a temple prayer circle at the end of last year when the officiator offered the most amazing prayer. He was very direct in that prayer, and I heard him call for specific healing directly for those in attendance at the temple that very day. As the prayer finished and I returned to my chair, tears were just streaming down my face, and my daughter who was with me, she just squeezed my hand. The sister that was at the front of the room just watched me with wonder. And then she found me after the session and she said, I don't know what you're facing, but I will tell you the spirit around you was so visible. And it wouldn't be until months later that I can speak of that miracle. But I believe my physical healing after back surgery only months later was the prayer of healing given that day Mm. in the temple. Oh, that's so sweet. That is really beautiful. I know one of them most powerful prayers that I feel like I heard or have experienced in the temple, Marlene, was given by her husband. Mm. I still remember, and that was a few years ago. I love that the prophet promised us miracles that we need, just like you needed a miracle, Connie. And he said, watch the miracles happen, didn't yeah. he? Expect them. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, That's because beautiful. who doesn't really need a miracle right now for one, one reason or another? And I know when I heard him say that, that my mind went to some of my children, you know, and some of the difficulties and challenges they are facing and the miracles that we need to see to help them, which also brought the words of President Benson to my mind. Many parents in and out of the church are concerned about protection against a cascading avalanche of wickedness which threatens to engulf the world. There is power associated with the ordinances of heaven, even the power of godliness, 
which can and will thwart the forces of evil if we will but be worthy of those sacred covenants made in the temple of the Lord. Our families will be protected. Our children will be safeguarded as we live the gospel, visit the temple, and live close to the Lord, end quote. I know sometimes I go to the temple not only to serve those that have passed on, but because I want those promised blessings of having angels watch over me and my family. Oh, and what beautiful promises those are. Our families will be protected. (laughs) We all need Mm -hmm. that. But if protection for your children and promised blessings aren't enough to inspire you to attend the temple, let me share a few more promised blessings that was shared by Elder Dale G. Renland of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. So these blessings include assistance to men troubled, broken, or anxious hearts, the ability to no longer feel alone, increased love for others, especially your family members living and dead, the power to discern, greater influence of the Holy Ghost to feel direction in your life, increased ability to repent and protection from temptation, refinement and sanctification of one's heart, increased family blessings, no matter one's current, past, or future family situation or how imperfect one's family tree may be, deep and abiding conversion to the Savior through increased faith in Him and a better understanding of His atonement. Increased joy through an increased ability to feel the love of the Lord. Okay, do you feel those blessings? Do you feel the peace? You know, the list can go on and on. And who doesn't want to experience more joy in their life? For sure. Yep, yep. (laughs) I know I could. (laughs) Um, Elder Robert D. Hills talked about temples. Mm -hmm. He says it this way. Temples are the greatest university of learning known to man giving us knowledge and wisdom about the creation of the world. Washings and anointings tell us of who we are. Endowment instructions give guidance as to how we should conduct our lives here in mortality. If we attend the temple regularly, it will help us remember the covenants we have made. These covenants involve obedience, sacrifice, the submission to gospel law, purity, and the promise to give all that we have including our time, talents, and energy to building up the kingdom of God on this earth. Speaking of remembering our covenants, that is also the purpose of our garments that we have been asked to wear. For those of you that are not a member of our faith, after we go through the temple for the first time and receive our endowment or this gift of knowledge and make covenants, We are given special undergarments that are to be worn throughout our life, which remind us of the covenants that we've made with the Lord. We're promised in True to the Faith, which is um, something written for members of our church, that if we wear it properly, it provides protection against temptation and evil. Wearing the garment is our outward expression of our inner commitment to follow the Savior. Every one of us was born for the hour and time in which we live. How important is it then that we understand the purpose of our lives so that the things we're working on and spending time on are the things that matter most? I, uh, I have a little quote to that effect, by the way, that hangs on my mirror and says, it's not about doing more. It's about doing what matters. 
I like that. Yeah, I and as that. you, yeah, as we think about the things that matter most, President Nelson has told us that the gathering of Israel is the most important thing taking place on the earth today. Nothing else compares in magnitude. Nothing else compares in importance. Nothing else compares in majesty. He has invited all of us to take part in this great work. Mm-hmm. And I've, as I've studied about that, Connie, I've learned that there's basically three ways that we can take part in this great cause, the gathering of Israel. And the first one is we can get married in the temple, and thereby that creates eternal families. And then we bring children into the world under this covenant. So this is helping to gather spirits, you know, gather Israel from the pre-mortal world, right? Then the second way is to do missionary work here in mortality and help others progress along the covenant path. President Nelson has told us that anything we do to help someone progress on that path is helping to gather Israel. So that's our way of gathering here those spirits in mortality. And that can be done through even just our examples. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to put on a missionary tag and go out and serve in a foreign country. We can be kind to our neighbors. We can love, share. Yeah. yeah. And yes. it's it's the it, through our callings and teaching our children and family home evenings and in so many ways, anything we do to help anyone progress on that covenant path. I yeah. love and then the third thing is to do family history work and to go to the temple regularly and do then that work for our kindred dead. And it's really just as easy as that. And that, of course, then helps gather those who've passed on and are in the spirit world. So everybody's covered. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an opportunity. It's really beautiful. Besides being a house of learning and a place where we can serve and help gather Israel, the temple is also a house of prayer. We recently learned in Come Follow Me how Hannah went to the temple and prayed. Her lips moved, the scriptures say, but there was no sound. She was praying for a son, that we, and we read that in 1 Samuel. Her petitions were heard, and she was blessed with her son Samuel. We too may receive answers to our heartfelt questions if we go to the temple with a sincere desire to obtain them. There, the Holy Ghost may grant us added light and knowledge. We're going to share some examples from our own lives, but I intentionally said may receive answers because Mm -hmm. sometimes I have gone and received answers immediately. Most of the time, (laughs) it either takes months and I have some that, like Hannah, I've been seeking answers to for years. I just don't want anybody feeling discouraged if you haven't ever had that experience like the ones we're going to share because I know all of our prayers are heard. I believe that with all my heart. And they are answered in the Lord's own way and in His own time. Exactly, Jerry. And I, I too, testify that the temple's most definitely a house of prayer for me. I have 10 kids and... Sometimes I need to go to the temple just so I can pray in peace, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we all can relate to that. Six of my kids are adopted. We'd adopted our oldest and then had three of our own when I started having these strong impressions that the Lord wanted us to adopt again. So we decided to go through the process of filling out the applications and getting our home study ready. 
And then I decided that every month when I went to the temple, I'd pray and I'd ask the Lord, you know, is now the right time to submit these papers that we had ready? For nine months I went, and each time I came away with a feeling, nope, not yet. And then one day, as I sat in the celestial room and prayed, I had that sweet confirmation wash over me that, yes, now was the time. So I went home and shared that news with my husband, and we submitted our papers and were chosen by a birth mother within six weeks to adopt her baby, whom we named Curtis Samuel Spute. After the prophet that you just talked about, Jerry. Aww. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and as a side note, during those nine months, while we were waiting for that confirmation and in the right timing, um, the, the Lord moved us into our current large house. And, you know, I remember wondering, why? I mean, I was leaving my best friend, Jerry. She was my neighbor. I didn't want to move home. <laughs> and, and the size of our home fit our family just perfectly. At the time, we could even fit one more baby in it. But little did I know that the Lord planned to add five children <laughs> to our family within the next two years, and that that 1,800-square-foot home with only three bedrooms just wasn't going to be quite big enough <laughs> for the 11 of us. Oh, my now gosh. Now 12. <laughs> yes. Wow. And, you know, and I just remember having a, an experience in the temple when I was, we were just getting ready to move because mm -hmm. you guys left us. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Marlene had left us and yep. we were there by Previous. ourselves. <laughs> and Connie didn't live anywhere near us. So. <laughs> she never liked us that much. That's not true. You moved within a mile of me, you know. That is Sherry. true. <laughs> I mean, Sherry. Mm -hmm. oh. Well, um, and so we were getting ready to move and I was trying to figure out what to do with my kids for school. And, you know, I was just thinking about this. You know, we talk about receiving revelation and learning how to hear him in everyday life, right? Kneeling down and saying our prayers and learning to listen to the Spirit. But I think there are just some things that we need that revelation in the temple for. And for me, this was one of them. I had kind of decided that maybe my son was going into middle school. We didn't really know which schools they were going to be going to, but everybody else was in, in grade school. And I knew where they would go, but I'd have to drive them. And, and so I, I didn't want to have to drive them to school and then drive my son somewhere else to middle school, the whole thing. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just homeschool him while we're waiting for our house to be built. We were living with another family. Um, oh, no, we hadn't even moved in there yet. We were just thinking about moving mm -hmm. and selling. Our house was up for sale. So um, I, I went to the temple just you know, with that thought in mind, am I going to, am I going to homeschool Tyler? And the very clear, which doesn't happen to me hardly ever, <laughs> but a very clear voice said, you're going to homeschool and you're going to homeschool all of them. <laughs> and I was like, what, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> and had I not been in the temple hearing that voice, I, I would never have made that choice. And I would have thought, I, I would have definitely uh, listened to my uh, talked myself out of it. Right, right, right. So anyway, and that was that was just changed our lives dramatically. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. For a few but the years. Lord gave me the you know the ability and the the friends around me mm -hmm. to be able to make that mm -hmm. a success. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
You know, I, yeah, and, you know, I think we've all had experiences in the temple that have to do with our children. Uh, you know, times of great concern where special tender mercies are so remarkably from God I have experienced. And then times of shared joy that have become solid foundations that I've pulled strength from later. And I can think of one specific uh, time, and it was in a very hard season in our family with one of our children. At one part of the temple instruction endowment, I was guided through a portion of the temple by someone who just happened to be volunteering at the temple that day and who knew specifically what we were going through. He had been this child's bishop and worked extensively with them. I heard his voice before I saw him, and then as we greeted each other, it was like God was telling me, I know your daughter. I know her, and I'm watching over her. And I sent this man to guide you today as a comfort. I can't really explain in words this experience, but I'll never forget it. No words were needed as our eyes met. I knew, and this man knew, because God knew. And another quick experience was shortly after sending our, our first son on his mission, and my emotions were, of course, very tender. And I was sitting in a temple session, and part of the presentation where Adam and Eve said we're looking for messengers from our Father, then Peter, James, and John come and say, we are true messengers sent from the Father. The Spirit just testified to me that this was what my son Austin was doing. He was being sent as a messenger from Heavenly Father to one of our brothers and sisters all the way around the other side of the world was waiting for that message from mm. their father. That is awesome. And Marlene's lucky yes. enough to have two of those messengers <laughs> out serving right now. Oh, yeah. I love that story, Connie. And one of you earlier talked about how our children will be protected. I, I remember one time being in the temple as a young mom and being concerned about my kids for their safety, probably because they were being watched by an older sibling. <laughs> I don't know. And you cannot be reached by phone. <laughs> and, but I remember being in the temple and being reminded of this story of, I don't even know who told this story, but of how their ancestors would protect their children while mm. the parent was gone and mm. in the temple. Mm. They, that something had happened mm. and then an ancestor had protected that child anyway I remembered that story while I was sitting there and I just felt peace and knew my children would be protected as I would leave and go attend the temple okay. yeah absolutely yeah. and and we have that promise don't we prophets had promised us that angels and many times we know those angels are our ancestors will be watching over our families, whether we're in the temple or not. But yeah, it does bring peace knowing that that's the case. And then I remember another time when my husband had gone through some really scary financial situations where he almost lost um, the business and lost some substantial customers and everything kind of seemed to happen right at once. And so it was pretty scary. But mm -hmm. I remember um, going to the temple and finding peace. Mm -hmm. And I would open up the scriptures afterwards and while I was there in the temple in the celestial room, and I would find scriptures that would give me peace and hope. And so I knew that was really needed at the time. Yeah, and that you, you were going to be okay. And mm -hmm. I love how he can do that, how he can speak to us through the scriptures and we can just randomly open it at times when we're really in need. Yeah. And mm -hmm. his voice is there. 
So far, we've mentioned that the temple is a house of learning, a house of service, a house of prayer, a house of consolation, and it's also a place of revelation. Sometimes, even when you don't expect it, you know, I'll never forget one day that Craig and I were in doing baptisms for the dead with a bunch of his family members, and he was doing the baptizing at the time. And I was sitting and watching as he baptized an ancestor with the name of Catherine. And I had such a strong impression that our next little girl should be named Catherine. So afterwards, we're sitting in one of the waiting rooms there in the temple to go in and do ceilings with some of his siblings. And Craig walked in and he says, Sherry, I know what our next little girl is supposed to be named. (laughs) And I looked at him and I said, is it Catherine? (laughs) And he said, what? How'd you know? (laughs) Well, you know, obviously the same way he did through Revelation. And um, crazy thing was we ended up adopting four boys before I then gave birth to that little girl several years later. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I love my time in the temple. I love the sweet feeling I get when I go to serve someone else. Even when I go with questions or desperately needing answers and they don't come as quickly as I'd like them Mm -hmm. to or clearly, I always walk away with a little more peace and hope in my heart knowing that I walk out armed with priesthood power Mm -hmm. and angels watching over me and my family. It is such a blessing to have a temple so close. Mm -hmm. I also love this quote from President Nelson. He says, We live in the day that our forefathers have awaited with anxious expectation. We have front row seats to witness live what the prophet Nephi saw only in vision, that the power of the Lamb of God would descend upon the covenant people of the Lord, who were scattered upon all the face of the earth, and they were armed with righteousness and with the power of God in great glory. I am so grateful to know that we are those covenant people that he Mm. is referring to. Mm -hmm. It truly is, Marlene. The ordinance of the temple and the covenant you make there are key to strengthening your life and marriage and family and your ability to resist the attacks of the adversary. This past weekend, we had a Ward Temple Day. And in the past, when we've had these activities, the numbers have been very sparse. And as a bishopric, they prayed for guidance, and it came. Our numbers tripled that day. Cool. It was so awesome to be with those beautiful young single adults that day. And I might add that this session was so full beyond capacity, actually. So I actually think many people are really being pulled to the Lord's house. Yep, I saw you that day. Yeah, you (laughs) did. You were there with with Catherine. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you that belong to our faith, our invitation to you is to go to the Lord in prayer and determine what regular temple attendance should look like in your life. And if you don't currently have a temple recommend, go to the bishop and set some goals to help you get to a place where you can receive one. Attending the temple will bring power and peace into your life that it's hard to find any other way. And for those of you not of our faith, we would challenge you to find a regular time outside of your Sunday worship to connect with the Lord in whatever way you feel best. Can I just tell a story about that? Um, We were talking to a friend last night, and he was talking about his um, story of coming back to the church. And his, because he was concerned about all the things in the past. And the bishop said, it's not about that. 
-hmm. It's not about what the past is. It's about Mm -hmm. going forward Mm -hmm. and about what you're doing right now. Right. You know, because some of those things, so what you're talking about, you know, go to the bishop and see what you can do to get that recommend back. It's not about what you've done in the past. It's about where you are right now and where you're going. Right. Set those goals Mm -hmm. and goals are for the future. Mm -hmm. And can I add too, that if you are not a member of our church, you can also find out more about the temple and those blessings available to you by finding the LDS missionaries. Um, You can go to the churchofjesuschrist.org. You could go to comeuntochrist.org and be connected with missionaries that can help teach you about those beautiful blessings. And you're welcome to go and walk the temple grounds in any city Mm -hmm. and feel of the peace just there on the grounds. You don't even have to go inside to experience the peace and the spirit that it has to offer. I love that, and I feel it so strongly. And we will just leave you with this last promise from our prophet. The Lord will bless you as you attend to the sacred ordinance work in the temple. The blessings he gives you will not be limited to your time in the temple. He will bless you in all aspects of your life. And so until next time, may you stay safely under his wings. (laughs) 